1: 20 minutes a day. 365 days a
0: year. This is the Pack A Day Podcast.
1: What is up, Packer fans? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. I am actually super pumped about today's episode, and that is because we are going to be going over David Bakhtiari. Not a David Bakhtiari trade possibility or, you know, what his expectations are for the season, but rather, is he a Hall of Famer? If you missed it, more recently, the 33rd team, which is a kind of a new-ish, uh, you know, NFL slash football site that has a bunch of former coaches and GMs and those sort of things uh, on board, listed a full list of current players who are potentially on track to be Hall of Famers. And they listed, I don't know, it was over 20 players for sure. And there were no Packers on the list. And most notably, the biggest omission for Packer fans, myself included, was David Bakhtiari. And m- myself, I'm sure like many of you, uh, when you saw this or heard this, immediately thought that they made a mistake. Like it was a clear omission and that it would be silly if David Bakhtiari wasn't, like if the list is that long, clearly, clearly David Bakhtiari needs to be on that list, right? And that's really what was the you know impetus for me going into this topic and figuring out, all right, Is it true? Is he not worthy of being on a potential Hall of Fame list? Or should he clearly and obviously be on that list? So that's what I wanted to dig into today. And I think the findings are actually really, really interesting. So let's jump into it. And before, actually, before we jump into it, I want to say this, The, the injury portion of his last three seasons is clearly playing a factor here, right? And I do believe that he was actually a part of their 2022 list of players, and he's sort of fallen off of that. And I think the injury at the end of 2020, what, 2020, missing all of 2021, not playing the entirety of last season. That was due to the appendectomy. Mostly you missed one game prior to that, if memory serves like, but I think it's 24 games in the last three seasons combined. That has clearly put a huge cloud over David Bakhtiari and his Hall of Fame candidacy. So let's just be clear about that. I think had he played throughout this entire time, his candidacy goes through the roof. And if he has a couple more high-end seasons, like we would have expected him to, that changes everything. But the injury is part of that conversation. I don't know if you know this or not, but Pro Football Reference actually monitors Hall of Fame candidacy. And they actually have this formula that they use to figure out who should be Hall of Famers in their eyes. And it takes a look at current Hall of Famers and potential Hall of Famers. And list, like basically like every top tier player at every position. You can sort it by position. And it's really fun to go through. So if you have a chance, go to profootballreference.com and play with it. It's interesting to look at. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, super high at quarterback. He was number three at quarterback. Brett Favre was four. Bart Starr was 15. You can go through all the different positions. Really, really fun to do but it was interesting to look at the offensive tackle position, obviously, to see if David Bakhtiari was worthy of consideration. So some of the things that Pro Football Reference takes into account into their formula includes first-team All-Pros, second-team All-Pros, Pro Bowl selections, MVPs, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Championships, Weighted Approximate Value. Now, Approximate Value is sort of their own calculation and things. So We don't need to get into all of that today, but they have kind of their own little value per each player that they have. Games played, games started, and if you were a member of the all-decade team or not, those are all things that go into their criteria for whether or not a player should be, uh, you know, mathematically due to their, you know, based on their formula, if they should be in the Hall of Fame or not. So for offensive tackle... now. Obviously, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, those things don't happen for offensive tackles. So those are sort of taken out of the equation for the most part. But for offensive tackle, for a modern era inductee, the average score, when they put all of their numbers into the equation, the average score for an offensive tackle is a 100.0 score for offensive tackles. It's all different for all different positions, but 100.0 for the offensive tackle position. Now, here's the big thing. Their formula so far has worked almost flawlessly for offensive tackles. Here are their top 17 offensive tackles that are on their list based on their formula. Anthony Munoz, number one, Hall of Famer. Forrest Gregg, Hall of Famer. Jim Parker, Hall of Famer. Willie Rofe, Hall of Famer. Joe Thomas, Hall of Famer. Ron Yeri, Hall of Famer. Gary Zimmerman, Hall of Famer. Jim Tyre, not a Hall of Famer. Two, let's see, two first or two championships, six-time first-team All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler, clearly should be a Hall of Famer, right? If you're not familiar with him, well, he actually murdered his wife and then committed suicide in his 40s while his three kids, three of his four kids were in the house. That is why he is not a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Otherwise, just based on his accomplishments on the field alone, he would be a Hall of Famer. The whole murdering your wife thing is usually frowned upon if you're trying to become a Hall of Famer. That did not go uh, his way in his his favor for trying to make the Hall of Fame. So not trying to make light of that situation in any way, shape, or form, obviously. A awful, awful, awful situation. But that is why he is not in the Hall of Fame. Bob Brown, Hall of Famer. Jonathan Ogden, Hall of Famer. Ron Mix, Hall of Famer. Walter Jones, Hall of Famer. Art Shell, Hall of Famer. Rayfield Wright, Hall of Famer. All right, the next one on the list is the first one that is not a Hall of Famer, and that's Jason Peters, who is not eligible for the Hall of Fame yet. Now, whether or not he makes it, I think he probably does. Two first-team All-Pros, nine Pro Bowlers. He played like a bazillion seasons. He's still playing into his 40s. I, I think he probably makes it, but that's the first name on the list that hasn't, and he probably will eventually. Orlando Pace, Hall of Famer. Tony Baselli, Hall of Famer. That is their top 17. Only two of them are not in. And again, this is based on their formula. Only two are not in. One is not eligible. One due to the horrific events off the field, right? All right. So the next then group is uh, what you have six players who are not in the hall of fame, Ralph Neely, Joe Jacoby, Richmond Webb, Tyron Smith, and Dick Schraffrith, uh, however that name is pronounced. And then you've got Dan Deerdorf who's in the Hall of Fame. You've got a couple more players than Jimbo Covert, who's in the Hall of Fame, about 10 more than Jackie Slater, and then about 10 more and then Winston Hill. There's only four players on their list: Dan Deerdorf, Jimbo Covert, Jackie Slater, and Winston Hill. Those four are the only four that are in the Hall of Fame that do not have a score of 80 or better on their list. Dan Deerdorf has a 65. Jimbo Covert has a 63.73, Jackie Slater, a 51.75, and Winston Hill, a 47.8 score. Again, the average modern candidate is 100. Anthony Munoz is number one with a score of 155.53. Forrest Gregg was number two with 133.25. So that is their formula of who should make it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame at offensive tackle. All right. So where does David Bakhtiari rank currently. Now, it should be noted his career is not over with by any means. And David Bakhtiari himself said he could play just a little bit longer depending on how the knee goes, or he could play a lot longer depending on how the knee goes. So we don't know what is left in the tank for David Bakhtiari and how high of a level he can play at other than the fact that when he was healthy last season, he still played very, very well. Now, is it first team all pro, second team all pro? Probably not quite. But an extremely good player still. And you can, you know, envision a world in which he's more healthy this year and plays at even a higher level than he did a season ago and starts getting really back on track. And you even saw that, you know, towards the end of last year before the appendectomy, where he was really starting to look like you know, almost like prime bakhtiari again. So the top of the list is strong, but David Bakhtiari's score so far, 49.13. All right the only Hall of Famer who he has a better score than is Winston Hill with a 47.80. Then Jackie Slater with a 51.75, Jimbo Covert with a 63.73, and Dan Dierdorf with a 65.0. All right. But he is currently behind other current players, including Dwayne Brown, Tyron Smith, Trent Williams, and even Lane Johnson, who has not been in the league a huge amount of time, at least not in comparison to Bakhtiari, is only a couple points behind him on that list right now, all right? So that's where he is at currently. Now, if you want to look at some more modern candidates, and let's just take the formula sort of out of it, right? Let's take a look at some of these modern candidates. And remember, per pro football reference, you need a score of about 100 or better. And again, Bakhtiari's not even close to that right now. Joe Thomas, all right, was the, I think the, the most modern inductee into the hall of fame, six time first team, all pro two times, second team, all pro 10 pro bowlers and a member of the all 2010s team. All right. So that is a ton of accolades for Joe Thomas, Willie Rofe, four. these are all players who at least played in 2000 or later in some capacity, Willie Rofe, four time, first team, all pro five-time second-team All-Pro, 11-time Pro Pro Bowler, a member of the All-90s team, a member of the All-2000s team. So a huge uh, resume for Willie Rolfe as well. Jonathan Ogden, four-time first-team All-Pro, five-time second-team All-Pro, 11-time Pro Pro Bowler, All-2000s team, and a Super Bowl champion. Walter Jones, four-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, nine-time Pro Pro Bowler, and a member of the All-2000s team. Orlando Pace, three-time All-Pro, uh, one-time second-team All-Pro, so three-time first-time, three-time first-team All-Pro, one-time second-team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, a member of the All 2000s team, and a Super Bowl champion. Tony Baselli, three-time first-team All-Pro, a five-time Pro Bowler, the All 90s team, and he only played seven seasons. Interestingly, so he probably is like getting the more benefit of the doubt because what he had five Pro Bowls and three all pros in the only seven seasons that he played probably would have gone on to an even better career had it not been for some injuries but that's the interesting one if we're going to start comparing right and if you're talking about injury seasons
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: But then let's look at David Bakhtiari, two-time first-team All-Pro. So less than any of the modern candidates for uh, that are actually in the Hall of Fame. Less than Baselli, Pace, Jones, Ogden, Willie Rolf, and Joe Thomas. All right, two-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro. So he has five All Pros altogether, which is more than Baselli's three, more than Orlando Pace's four. But that's it. Um, and again, the three of those are the second-team All-Pro. The thing that's really hurting them is only three Pro Bowl selections. Buscelli had five, Pace had seven, Jones had nine, Ogden had 11, Rofe had 11, Joe Thomas had 10. Only three Pro Bowl selections really, really hurts Bakhtiari in the comparison here. And here's the other kicker. He has no Super Bowls right now. He's not on a team currently that has maybe that opportunity. We'll see what the next few years bring. But the big one is he has zero percent chance, basically, of making an all-decade team, right? If he didn't make the last decade, uh, the the 2010s decade, it's gonna be really hard for him to make the 2020s because he missed the end of 2020. He missed all of 2021, played like most of 2022, but not at the highest of levels that he's played at. And now he's it's in 2023, and it's like what does he play like three or four more years? Like even if he had like the next three seasons of first team all pros making the all-2020s team is still going to be really, really tough. So the odds of him making a all-decade team are almost none. And all of the other modern era candidates, baselli Pace, Jones, Ogden, Rofe, and Joe Thomas, all made all-decade teams. So that is going to make it extremely, extremely tough on Bakhtiari there as well. So if I'm looking at him, I think he needs to make at least one more first-team All-Pro and probably at least two more Pro Bowls to get his name in the conversation, at least with the Biselli's and closer to Orlando Pace with a little bit of that. So that's where he's at right now. The good news is he still has time, right? The bad news is he's only played 16 games in five or more seasons or in five seasons, right? So only 16 games in five seasons of his career so far. So injuries have been a bit of an issue for him. Only 24 games over the last three seasons combined. In 2016 to 2020, he was as good as any offensive lineman in football, and he clearly should have been in all five of those Pro Bowls. So I would hope that Hall of Fame voters would be like, okay, he was a five-time All-Pro first or second team. He should have at minimum been a five-time Pro Bowler. So at the time when we looked at it, it was kind of like an ongoing joke, right? Of like, oh, he made two All-Pro teams, one first team and one second team. He made first team All-Pro one year and didn't get voted to the Pro Bowl. So you would hope that Hall of Fame voters would give him the benefit of the doubt and say, oh yeah, the Hall of Fame voting is, or the the Pro Bowl voting is stupid. Like he was a five-time All-Pro in some capacity. We should give him the benefit of the doubt that he should have been a Pro Bowler those five seasons. So you would hope that he gets that, but you just don't know. And as you start getting into these rooms and you're debating candidates of who made the list like some of these things have a huge factor when people are debating who should be in the hall of fame or not. And what ends up happening, if this ends up being like 10, 20 years down the line, like it was for Leroy Butler and, you know, obviously, um, you know, some of the other Packers that have had to go through all of this, like what ends up happening is they're like, well, you know, he wasn't even voted a pro bowler for two of those seasons. Like how can he be a hall of famer if he didn't even get voted as a pro bowler in those seasons? Like you have to be so far above and beyond at the top of everything to be really considered in this group. And when that doesn't happen, even at the pro bowl level, it's going to be a mark against him as he gets debated against all these other candidates. So again, it was joking and and kind of fun at the time of like, oh, there's another season where he doesn't get voted pro bowl, but he's a first team all pro or a second team all pro. It was stupid at the time but as it looks like from a hall of fame candidacy, it really could actually end up hurting him when all is said and done. So the injuries and the pro bowl stuff really, really hurts him. The thing here though, is he turns 32 in September and you might be thinking, Oh my goodness, like 32 in September. Like that's, that's not great. Right. Jason Peters was, I think still around last year. He's 41. All right it's a little bit of the exception to the rule, but not completely insane. Right. And he's had some, you know, injury issues as well. Trent Williams right now, who that's another issue is that like Trent Williams is like, just been playing out of his damn mind for the last few seasons. So like he, like, if you're trying to get a first team, all pro left tackle, like it's going to be really, really hard to beat him out right now, but Trent Williams is 34. So like, you know, David has at least a potentially, you know, three more years left of really high end play if his knee holds up for him. And if he starts getting a couple all pros, even if they're second teams or pro bowl selections, that's really, really going to boost his hall of fame resume. So listen, I think overall he has work to do here. And I actually, when I initially saw this, I'm like, clearly David Bakhtiari is in the hall of fame discussion. And if you want to make the argument that he's in the discussion okay. But I think as we look at it right now and what it takes to be a modern day Hall of Fame candidate at offensive tackle, it takes a lot. And as much as I would love to look you in the eye and say Bakhtiari is clearly deserving of being there and he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer, right now, it just doesn't add up. And it sucks because the injury issue is such a huge part of that. And stupid Pro Bowl voting is another huge part of that. In 2021, like 2020, he was an All-Pro, right? 2021 with no knee injury, he's probably an All-Pro again, or at least you know whether it's first or second team, probably another Pro Bowl nod. Last year, 2022, still in his prime, it's probably another All-Pro or at least another Pro Bowl nod, maybe first or second team. Who knows, right? But he's probably got a few more accolades on him. So if I were to say right now what David Bakhtiari needs to legitimately be in the discussion, I think he needs to play really well for probably about five seasons, at least four, but probably about five seasons, I think he needs to get at least two first-team All-Pros, maybe a second-team All-Pro, and then I think at least three, maybe even four Pro Bowls in those seasons if he wants to be a real legitimate candidate based on the other candidates who are in and based on where that threshold is right now. Right now, he's not close, I don't think, and I, in pro football reference, based on their formula, would certainly agree with that, but he's got time left, and an elite five-year stretch, I think, really would put him in the opportunity to get into the Hall of Fame, and it just sucks, because that injury cost him and the Packers in 2020 and in 2021 so freaking much, that stupid day in, what was it, December or January, it was right around there, where you get the news that he tore his ACL and was going to be at, like... Man, how things change for the Packers and David Bakhtiari if that injury does not happen. Just another, um, you know, potentially, you know, obviously the biggest victim here is David, but man, the the Packers, the fans, everything, um, a huge, huge blow on that day, but. Let's spin it positive at the end. Let's hope he has an awesome remainder of his career for as long as he can possibly play. And he has a few first team and second team all pros in him left, hopefully with the Packers. And uh, maybe, just maybe, he can still get that gold jacket. That's gonna do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be right back here tomorrow. But until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go!